What is up, guys? You're listening to the MS CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And I am the motherfucking CEO. I know I threw you fuckers for a loop right there. You guys thought your fucking radio popped out or something happened. And, you know, I got to keep it a little bit fresh once in a while. Dramatic pause. That's right. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn, the pastor of disaster. What's going on, dude? It's good to be here. Can I jump right into a story yeah all right so jump right um, in man yeah take the water wings off and so get i wanted right to the share pool. the story because i know it would kind of get you i bet all you wear up. water wings still don't you what's that water wings i bet you still wear them i have no idea what that is, even is what the fuck <laughs> you don't know what water wings are i don't know what yeah, water wings little are things those little pillows they put around like little kids arms oh, they swim we, we call those uh floaties oh That's you probably still my, wear them my, don't you? yeah i do yeah i do Definitely. If anybody's looking for a good Christmas gift for Vaughn, <laughs> I'm just saying, some nice custom water wings or yeah. floaties. Yeah, I need those. I need those. Yeah. That's great. Uh, no, so I wanted to tell you this story because I think it's going to get you riled up and I'd love to hear your response. But so yesterday, my wife and I were downtown, oh, well, near downtown St. Louis, Grand Avenue, Tower Grove area. We went to. Nice uh, area. Yeah, it's a great yeah. area. Nice historic area. It's got a lot of culture. But anyway, we. Um, we were eating at this uh, restaurant. We we're having brunch with some friends, and uh, we were outside because the weather was pretty good. And the restaurant that we were at had a little bit of a like a partition around the the outdoor seating area. So where we were eating, you know, you had to actually go into the restaurant to get in. And as we were eating, this uh, this kid, I would say he was probably I don't know, like fourth grade, fifth grade. He was not very old, like a uh, little black kid. I would say. Like he was dressed really sharp, but he was definitely dressed like you could tell he didn't have a lot of money, you know. Right. But he was, but he was carrying, he was carrying this like, uh, well, it was kind of a bag. It was a duffel bag. Anyway, he was real polite, and he said, he said, uh, "Excuse me, would you mind? I'm I'm selling candy. I'm I'm trying to kind of run a business, and uh, I want to raise money selling candy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it yeah. was pretty cool. So." I said to him, buddy, I'd, I'd love to buy candy, but honestly, I, I don't have any cash, like literally. So I kind of joked with him about, you don't have a square or any sort of processing unit, you know? And he said no. So anyway, he he walks away, and I don't think anything of it until I noticed that he comes in to that area and was started to go door to, you know, table to table. And uh, clearly nobody from the restaurant had an issue with it because they saw what he was doing. But there was one lady behind me that, she just starts complaining. She's like, that's totally illegal. That's totally inappropriate. And I was just like, Jesus. What what is wrong with people? Dude. Like you have this young kid. I mean, everybody's always quick to complain when kids are doing nothing. No, yeah. And, I, and then you got and a like, kid who's out there hustling, yeah. showing some ambition, doing you know, things that are productive for him. Right. He's not stealing, he's selling something for money. Like that should be applauded. Right. So I guess I felt like I wanted to share that with you because I wanted you to go off because I want you, people obviously listen to you. When that happens, do everything you can to, in, in, to encourage, encourage that. that. Yeah, man, yeah. totally. Because that's the problem with, with, with our society right now is we have kids that are being raised without that, uh, you know, idea or, or skill set or ambition because the minute they show it, it gets squashed by some quote-unquote authority figure because you happen to be annoying her fucking brunch. You know, dude, how self-centered of a person is that? Like, to even, 
like get that upset about you, you know you're interrupting my fucking brunch right. you know right. get the fuck out of here right funny funny sequel to that though a couple minutes later Kasha continue and I continue to eat all of a sudden we literally hear someone behind us moaning like Literally going like, uh, uh, and that same woman that was complaining had gotten stung by a bee. Uh, karma. She, yeah, seriously. No, I was like, yeah. high five Jesus. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it was crazy. She acted like she had just been napalmed or something like yeah. that. But I thought I thought Too there bad was she wasn't. Yeah, I thought there was a connection there between the complaining and then the and then the just. Hey just man, the, you, you know, know what? When you negative finds negative. Yeah. You know when you put out negative, I don't. I've seen it a trillion times. When you put out negative, negative comes and gets you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you complain, more bad shit's going to happen to you. It's just the way it is. And, yeah. um, you know, too bad it wasn't like a whole swarm of bees. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah. On it. That might have been a little bit Dude, overkill. People like but... that should go play in fucking traffic. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But all this to say, to trans a transition then in, this into yet another related topic, and that is that, leave it to you, man. Leave it to you to get a, a number one new seller and the book isn't even out yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that isn't that isn't me. It's it's our awesome loyal following that we you want, have. You, you want to tell them what we're if they haven't already figured it out what we're talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, and and also I why I brought up much. this story to begin with, yeah, which it's, is it's the, interesting the that we got to number one without yeah. having to really promote it. You know, you yeah. see a lot of dudes having to go out and promote their shit like all over the place and go so hard and and um and I understand that that's cool and everything, but. You know, it's cool that we don't have to do that because we have such a loyal following and an amazing, dedicated, uh, you know, culture behind the MFCEO brand. It's not surprising to me that most of the people listening want their kids to have the biggest advantage possible. And that's why we wrote the books. That's why we created the brand of Otis and Charlie. Um, we wanted to give you guys a tool to help you teach the lessons like we're talking about with this kid who's going out and being ambitious and working and doing something to be productive. Um, you know, unfortunately society hasn't created, uh, an effective strategy for that. You know, we've created a situation where kids are taught from the time they're zero to the time they're 22 when they finish college, that they're special, that they're, you know, they're unique and that they're destined to be something special and great by just, you know, showing up. And the real world isn't like that. And we all know that. We all know it's the truth. And we all know it in our heart, regardless of what we want to believe is true. And it would be nice if we were all special. It would be nice if we were all destined for greatness. But the reality is, is you have to go out and fucking earn it. And a lot of parents, uh, you know, the story the story behind the whole brand really kind of tells the story of why we do it. You know, a lot of people don't realize how the whole idea came about. Uh, you and I, Tyler and Emily were flying back and Chris, I think was with us too. We're Chris and Mindy and we were flying back from, uh, I forget if we were flying Utah. to or back. Utah. I, I oh, think we were flying to there. Salt Lake City. Yeah. yeah to Salt Lake were we, City. Were we going there or coming back? We were, no, we were going there. We were going there. And like, I was kind of like annoyed because, you know, I get paid to go speak and, you know, sometimes I get paid. I don't really like to go speak to groups. It's not my thing. I don't like it because um, uh, I feel like, you know, I go up there, I give my fucking best. I tell people the real shit and they don't go out and do anything. And I was telling that story basically. Oh, I was venting because I was annoyed because I didn't really want to even leave St. Louis to go to fucking Salt Lake City. Um, 
And I was basically bitching and complaining about how I'm going to go. And it's going to be like no other speaking event that I do where, uh, or every other one where I go out and I fucking, you know, give all kinds of great value. And everybody that walks out of there is going to be like pumped for like a couple hours. And then they're going to go home and do the same fucking thing. And then I started venting and, and this is pretty common, you know, I'll vent and nobody will really say anything. They'll just sit there and listen. And so uh, it was kind of one of those situations. And I'm like, dude, you know, people by the time they're 20, 30 years old, 40 years old, which is the group of people that I usually speak to, they have embedded certain values into their brain, certain habits into their brain. And it's very hard to get them to switch. It's hard to get them to believe they can switch. Uh, and for that reason, it's very frustrating for me when I go up and speak and nobody does anything. You know, I get these messages all the time on Instagram and an email. Oh, hey, man, you know, uh, what else can I do or how can I take it to the next level or what can I? Bro, I fucking tell you every day for free. Um, and that's frustrating. You know what I mean? When I'm giving out the real information, people have this idea that I'm giving out the fucking the tip of the iceberg and I'm keeping the real shit. No, I'm telling you how it is. And, uh, that, that frustrates me and it makes me not want to go speak to adults. And so I verbally vented about this and I said, dude, you know what we need to do? We need to start writing books for teenagers. And I'm like, and I thought, and I said, well, you know, by the time kids are teenagers, they usually have a lot of their values embedded in them. What we really need to do is we need to write fucking children's books like Dr. Seuss and I said it out loud, like half joking. But as soon as I said it, all of these guys that were on the plane looked at me like, like, like I just said something gold. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> that's a great fucking idea. And, uh, and that's where the idea came from. The idea was to create a set of books that teaches kids the reality of things that are getting lost in the shuffle today. Things that aren't cool today. And, um, you know, it's not cool to tell kids that they aren't that special and that they have to try to win the game and that it's okay to keep score and it's okay to fucking dominate and it's okay to go out and do things when people are, uh, you know, boohooing on their dreams and, you know, all the shit that goes along with, with the real real world of success. And, and I get contacted by so many parents, um, this has been going on for years, that want to teach their kids the right shit, but they're not sure what to teach them because they themselves haven't become quote unquote wealthy or quote unquote successful by whatever successful standards they think there is. And so people are confused on what to teach their kids. They're thinking like, oh, well, should, you know, is it the right thing to bring them up in this, uh, you know, politically correct world and tell them that they're special and this or that and build their self-esteem like all the quote unquote experts say? Or should I be telling them these other things like quote, like the truth? Um, so that whenever, you know, they graduate college or they get into the real world, however path, uh, whatever path they choose takes them eventually into the real world, you want them prepared. You want them to know what to expect. You want to have the values instilled in them and not let these fucking, you know, crazy fucking ultra liberal fucking teachers who tell everybody that they're going to win they're going to be great and this is how it should be as opposed to how it really is and that's the reason behind the book there is no political context to the book it just so happens that ultra liberals are the ones that run the universities and the school systems and they teach kids to be idealists versus realists and there's no value in that there's no value in teaching someone how to survive in a world that quote unquote should be I'm not arguing it that it should or shouldn't be that way. I'm arguing it the way it is. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, there's lots of people out there that, that want to teach their kids. And it's smart of you to think that to teach their kids, you know, the things based upon the world, the way it really is versus how it should be. I agree. It should be different. There should be, it would be great if everybody was special. It would be great if everybody uh, was going to be fucking super successful and, and grow this meaningful, awesome, impactful existence. That's not reality. The reality is you have to earn those things. And the earning those things starts with implementing certain core values into someone's personality and character when they're fucking tiny, before they get poisoned with this bullshit idealist culture. And I think, you know, people are resonating with that. And we're he I'm not surprised I am a little surprised that it got to number one uh based off us promoting it literally zero times. Um, but I'm not surprised as well because I know that the people listening right now, and we have a giant podcast. We are one of the top podcasts in the world. Um, the people listening right now are tired of this shit, man. They're tired of the fucking idealist shit. They're tired of getting lied to. All, so many of these people that are listening right now, you guys listening, you've got lied to your whole life and you've just now figured it out. And that's why you're listening to this shit. You know, do your kids a favor. Do your 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 kids, your nieces, your nephews, kids in the neighborhood, do them a fucking favor, man, and set them up with this this book. You know, our mission here at and and that's my little pitch, right? Hey, go buy the fucking book. Right. But hey, Otis and Charlie play to win. Yeah, play to win. Go buy both books. We're gonna have ten books, eight to ten books. Um, buy them because they're good. And you know, the thing is, is that. We don't ask for much from you guys. We don't ask like, hey, you know, buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that. We're not that. But when we put something out, it is fucking good. And 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 I just want to say, uh, you know, it's come out right before Christmas. It'd be a great Christmas gift, um, you know. But for you guys who have already bought it, I want to say thank you. You know, it, it's not a, we don't make money on the book. Just to, just so you know, we make like I don't know what fucking two dollars a book. Break even, pretty yeah. Much, it's yeah, like it's, at this point, we get way we for what we put into it and what it costs me to do. I'd have to sell a billion books to actually yeah. make money. When uh, when Pixar buys the rights, we'll, yeah, we'll like, make money. Like it's, it's <laughs> people think, oh, you're selling these books, you're getting rich. Look, you're not. Nobody's getting rich on books unless your name yeah. is J.K. Rowling. Right. All right. Uh, I certainly am not, but I just want to say to you guys, thank you for believing in the message and thank you for spreading the message because we started this project and we started this podcast based around the idea of wanting to change culture. It wasn't about, Hey, let's make money. Like, dude, I get, I get approached by huge brands all the fucking time to come on the podcast and advertise. I mean, dude, I could make easy six figures a month, easy, like probably mid six figures a month just by letting ads be on the show. You know what I mean? Dude, I got, I got turned, I got, I got, I had Jack Daniels fucking come to me. All right. I have fucking, uh, I have fucking K-Swiss come to me. I have big brands come to me that I said no, because I'm not allowing advertisers on the show. All right. First of all, I don't drink Jack. I drink Maker's Mark. Everybody fucking knows that. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually what I told him too, yeah. politely. Um, but, you know. We don't do this because of the money, and I'm trying to keep it genuine and organic and real and not make it a commercial thing. You know what I mean? Like, we want to make a difference, and I just want to say thank you guys for believing in the message, for living the message, for doing your part and changing culture, because I promise you, all of us together are doing the right thing. We are setting the next generation up and building a legacy that fucking matters, all right? These kids don't have a fucking... 
they don't have a chance in hell with the way that the education system is set up now and the way culture is set up and this politically correct fucking bullshit message just getting shoved down everybody's throat. These kids don't have a fucking chance unless we give them a chance. And that's why we're doing this. So I just want to say thank you, um, whether you bought the book or didn't buy the book, but buy the book. Or you just support the podcast, or you bring your friends, or whatever you do to help us out, guys. You like my statuses, you like Vaughn's statuses, um, don't like Tyler's statuses. But my point is, guys, I just want to say thank you guys for supporting this, because it's been really cool. Um, I've been fortunate in business, not just to you know be successful financially, but to be in a business where I can make a huge impact. You know, there's not many other businesses where you get to really change people's lives. We sell products, we make products, we we educate people that help them get their lives back. Most people know that, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was 330 plus pounds. I'm down to 260, which is, you know, for me, I'm pretty lean at 260. Um, I've, ch- I've taken my life back and I can't tell you how much of an impact that's made on me. And I'm in a business where we get to do that all the time. But I'm also fortunate that I get to do things like this podcast to make content where people can change their lives in other ways um, and make an impact in other ways. And I, I just feel like, you know, one of the most fortunate people on the earth when it comes to what I get to do on a daily basis uh, as far as spreading good messages and helping people. And, 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 and you guys who are listening right now are the foundation of that because if it wasn't for you, a, I wouldn't sell any product. B, uh, we wouldn't be making an impact. C, our podcast wouldn't be one of the top podcasts in the world. Okay, the, you know the idea of success and the ideas that we express on this podcast are not dead. It's how most people think. The media pushes a different agenda. The media tells us how to think in other ways and what's politically correct and what's not, and how we should think and how the world should be. We talk about how it fucking is, and you guys. I just want to say thank you because more than anything, you give me hope that our world isn't fucking done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, what's really exciting, just I'll add this, is that, uh, you know, in light of this whole Otis and Charlie movement, it's cool when you look on social media and different platforms and you see like something I saw the other day, this little five-year-old girl named Pearl McClenaghan. I think I'm saying that right. Pearl McClenaghan. Gan or Han? Gan or Han, I don't know. But I think it's Gan because it's G-H-A-N, but I think. But anyway, any be that as it may. Little Pearl. Little Pearl. All right. Little Pearl did us a huge solid. She did her book report on Otis and Charlie's. That's or, awesome. Excuse me, uh, Charlie the Bulldog's Fantastic Fruit Stand. So every kid in that little grade school in in uh, California, or at least in the class, got exposed to the truth. Yeah. And that's massive change right yeah, there. You it, know? Is. it is. So, it is. So because thanks, they're Pearl. not hearing that shit from their fucking teachers who never did a damn thing in their entire life, but go and get a fucking basic degree and get a teaching job. Think of the perspective that these kids are being taught from. You're going to allow someone, and dude, there are some great teachers. I've, I have been, I don't say luck very much, but I have been extremely fucking lucky to have amazing teachers in my life. Uh, the president of my high school, Mike Loyette, who's one of the most genuine and good humans I've ever fucking met in my life, had, this is a guy who was making six figures. He has a master's in accounting, was a CPA. He gave up all that to become a teacher because he wanted to make an impact. And that man had, so, and many others at my high school, they don't make a lot of money. 
You know what I'm saying? These guys dedicate their lives to impacting people because they care. And there is some teachers out there that fucking do that. So when I say what I'm about to say, understand that I know there's a difference. But there's also a lot of teachers that don't give a fuck about kids. And they tell kids to be realistic. They tell kids that they can't do it. And you know what? At my high school, I had teachers also like that. I had teachers that told me I couldn't do it. Remember you telling me that yes. story? Yeah. I had a guidance counselor who told me that I wasn't fucking good enough and that I should probably just, you know, do some other things. And you guys will see me post about that because I don't forget that shit. You know what I mean? I'm lucky enough to have that fire inside me to let that motivate me. But so many people aren't. There's a lot of people out there that hear that shit and they quit. No, that's bulletin board material. Yeah, you know? for me it is. Yeah. But not everybody's like that. You most, know, of, most of the teachers I know, they literally got in the teaching so they could have summers off. I know. <laughs> I know, dude. And I and I I wouldn't say most, but there's at least a, there's at least half of the teachers out there like that. Because there are some really good teachers that do it for the right reason. So like if you're a teacher and you're listening, and you're you're probably the good kind. And and I thank you for that because we need more of that. But there is a lot of teachers that don't give a shit. And for that reason, I do believe teachers should be paid three, four, t- five times as much because if you if they if they could pay more, then higher quality individuals would go to be teachers. You know what I mean? And that's the problem we have with that. They should be paid a lot more. Um, now, let yeah. me catch my breath. Yeah. Um, you know the thing is, is that, dude, I'm all mega wadded up. Yeah, no, that's good. I fucking, I fucking hammered down some megawatt right before I came in here because I was going to work out because we weren't going to do a podcast. Right. I was just going to do it later and I was going to work out. So now you're getting megawatt fueled fucking MSEO project, <laughs> <laughs> but not that we need it. Right. But you know, the thing is, is that this is about impact. This is about helping people. And like, dude, at the end of the day, no matter how much money you make, no matter what car you drive, no matter what house you're in, it's our obligation to make sure that the fucking people that come behind us are equipped to handle the reality of life. And and you guys who are listening all know the reality. You know the reality. It's not what you were taught growing up. It's not fucking peaches and fucking roses and good fucking times all the time. You have to teach your kids the right skills. And that's why we have the books. And I, I just, dude, more than the sales, more than the number one, more than anything else, dude, it just, it, it like gets me fired up about humanity that we have people out there that believe in the shit that you and I believe in and haven't like just, we just, this fucking politically correct bullshit, nonsense, idealist shit hasn't poisoned the world as much as they make it look like it has on TV. Right, you right, know what I mean? Right. But the flip side of that too like, dude, is- you, The numbers don't lie, man. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Look at our fucking numbers. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, like, 100%. Um, the flip side of that is then the more people who actually stand up and speak the truth, the more people will do it. Dude, and hopefully that's the right. tide will turn. And, I, and and that's why I always ask you guys to to refer your friends, bring your friends in, uh, let your people know that this this information is out there and this content is out there, because dude, so many people other than you guys than your friends listening are sick of fucking this. They're sick of it. They're sick of the bullshit that's being taught. They're sick of the ideas that are being jammed down our throats. They're sick of, you know, us being told that we need to be this way or that way and this way. You know, think about how many times you have this conversation at barbecues or you're drinking beers, you know, and maybe I'm immersed in it a little more than everybody, but like, dude, everybody I speak to is fucking tired of this bullshit, you know, and it starts with our kids. You know, people are like, why haven't you written a, an adult book? <laughs> well, because most of you adults are already kind of set in your ways. 
Right. And we are writing a really good adult book, which I have no doubt will be a number one times bestseller because it's that fucking good. But we got to we got to start and fulfill our moral obligations first. You know, we've got to take care of the next generation, and that's that's why the books are being written. I get, dude, I get asked so many times, man, why do you why do you write children's books and not adult books? Because it's more important. You know what I mean? You're gonna definitely influence more. It's more the, important. It's it's kind of like the what what is that principle in finances that the more you the more money you put in up front when you're saving like an, for an IRA the the much greater it's the dividends returns, yeah compounding right. interest you know or uh, whatever compounding returns. Um, no, that's how we look at it. And you know, for those of you whose kids aren't you know well, and the three cool to four is, five. Well, the cool thing Vaughn is this is like because. When I was brought up, you know, and I'm in a little bit older generation than a lot of the people listening. I'm 38, all right? When I was brought up, all the kids were taught to be competitive. All the kids were taught to win. They were taught the reality. They were taught to work hard. So the competition was tough. But now, if you want your kids to have a gigantic advantage, if you just teach them the basics when the other kids aren't being taught that, think how much of an advantage they have. Right. It's a disproportionate advantage. You know, and that's why, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the results that we're going to see 15 years from now from the books that are being written now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, dude, when people tag tag me in their photos of their kids reading. That's or, the best. Dude, it's the fucking coolest thing. Yeah. Like, it's the coolest fucking thing ever. Speaking of which, guys, if you, if you do buy the book, a huge, huge, huge way that you can do us a solid is, is just to write a write a review on the uh, on Amazon cuz Amazon uses those to rank uh, the availability and the uh, the visibility of the different books so that that really helps. But what I was going to say is that if you have young kids, if you have like two uh, I'm sorry, if you don't have young kids, if you don't have like uh you know 3 4 5 year olds, but you have just a little older like 8 or 9, just wait. Oh yeah. Just wait. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. We're, so, we're, but, we're 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 working backwards, yeah. but it's the right way. <laughs> yeah. It's the right way. Yeah. Look, man, doing shit the right way has never failed me. It might take a little bit longer. Right. I might spend more time doing things that other people aren't willing to do. But the reality is, in the long term, it's always come to my benefit. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm willing to work backwards. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But the topic, speaking of all the different resources that yeah, were- Yeah, what was were, that, like a 40-minute pitch yeah, for yeah, the right, fucking book? Right, right. <laughs> but the topic that we're talking about today, in light of the, the different resources that you've been developing, man, is, uh, well- why don't you tell people we're 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 coming up one of the one of the signature courses that we're coming up with that you're going to deliver here in the next what couple months? Is- well, the the whole the 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 whole idea I think is really cool of of the entrepreneurship academy that we're starting. Um, right now, we've got 20 courses that are going to be uh, exclusive to people who get approved uh, through an application process. So it's not like you know these fucking bullshit internet courses that are sold all over the place. This is an actual academy based on real principles, how to start a business, how to grow a business, how to handle all the things that go along with a business in practical terms. Will there be motivation in there? Yeah, motherfucker, because the way I speak is motivational. So you're going to get motivated too. Right. But the focus is going to be on how to actually build something and how to take the skills that we talk about here and practically apply them, whether you are starting a business or whether you're inside of a business and you want to become more valuable. So, um, it's application only, uh, we're only approving people that meet the certain criteria that we're setting up from the beginning. It's not open to the public. 
again, this isn't about making a trillion fucking dollars. This is about making an impact with people that that are going to actually go out and use the information. And uh, I think what's going to make it different is that we, you know, this is going to be like Harvard for entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Harvard don't let everybody in. I'm not interested. I don't need anybody's fucking money. Like I'm, I've, I've made a lot of fucking money and I make a lot of money. This isn't about that. This is about selecting unique individuals that I believe in that are going to go out and execute and create impact in whatever their world is. I like that idea. I don't want to be the guy that's going to whore out bullshit information uh, and just try to make a dollar. That's not what this is about. This is about actually helping you guys become successful in the real world and having you guys go out. People are like, how can I repay you? You know how you can repay me? By doing what the fuck you're supposed to be doing and do it great. And that's why it's, you know, it's, it's application only type deal. Um, but we did talk about, so the signature course or in some ways, one of the, one of the, uh, well, I don't know if I even want to say the name of it because okay. I, I, cause we're going to have the book, we're going to have a book about that as well. Right. Um, and I don't really, I, it's kind of my top secret deal that that's I don't. That's a good point. So how, how about we focus on one of the core, why don't we give them a little preview by focusing on one of the core well, the, the main thing is, is I'm going to show you exactly how to fucking grow a business starting with one fucking customer. If you can't go out and get one fucking customer right now, you're, there's something wrong with you. All right. All you need is one. And I'm going to show you how to build a hundred and fucking something million dollar company out of one customer. Cause that's what I fucking did. You know, a lot of these people out there are talking about, Oh, I did this. I did that. And I did do, you didn't do a goddamn thing other than sell fucking internet courses. No offense. <laughs> Right. You know, I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm trying to learn from somebody, I'm going to learn from somebody who built something from scratch, not walked into it at $5 million or $3 million or a million dollars. Dude, it took me 10 fucking years to get to a million dollars in sales. All the good shit that I learned came in that 10 fucking years. I didn't, you know, like, and I walked into something at a million dollars, what the fuck would I really know? I would have missed out on all 10 years worth of experience. And if I want to learn, that's who I want to learn from. And that's why I'm doing this, because no one else out there is fucking doing it. They're selling these bullshit, you know, instant, uh, you know, ROI type courses. Hey, I'll show you how to retarget on fucking Facebook. And you'll, you know, you could sell X, you could sell this bottle of fucking pills and you can make, you know, like it's, it's not how to build a real brand. It's not how to build a real company. It's not how to build something that's worth something. People are so, these days are so fixated on instant gratification and I can make this much money in this much time, but you don't have anything to show for it. Dude, I make a lot of fucking money and guess what? I got a company that's worth fucking half a billion dollars. Don't you want that? Don't you want to do it the right way? If you're going to put in the fucking time instead of always trying to worry about where your cash is coming from, this is for people that want to build something. This isn't for people that are looking for an instant ROI tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. So I'm going to, you know, the, the, the idea of the academy is to unlock all the fucking potential in people that, that are accepted, you know, and I'm not going to bring people in that, that I don't think can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. That's that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have an application process, which we'll have online probably in the next 30 days or so. Um, and I imagine we're going to have a lot of people apply, but we're also going to accept a very few amount of people. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, what do, how do I get in? How do I get in? Well, um, there's only really two ways to get in. One, you're going to have to apply. And the other one is I actually award uh, 
access to the academy through the two-minute drill that we do on my posts. So there's ways to, there's ways to do that as well. Um, but, you know, I'm not, this isn't about money. It's not about like, oh, you know, I want to have everybody do it. Because if everybody does it, then everybody has the secret. You know what I mean? Everybody has the skills. And I don't want to fuck with that. I want people that are actually going to use it. You want to give, give to those who are going to use it. Yeah, who are worthy, who are willing to work. You know, like I don't want the worst thing that could happen to me is somebody come in, uh, you know, apply, apply, get in, pay to be a part of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're like, oh, it doesn't fucking work. Well, it doesn't work because you didn't fucking work. So, you know, this isn't for the get rich quickers. This is for the people that are looking to be, you know, eight figure, nine figure, 10 figure guys over the course of their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different approach. So you're going to give a, you give drop any knowledge? What, what do you mean? I, dude, I drop knowledge every fucking time I open my mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's you, all I do is fucking gonna, drop are knowledge. Are going to give a little preview? No. Like, well, what do you want me to get? What are you getting at? You're like I, winking at me down. Well, Vaughn's no, like no, winking no, at me trying to get me to say I, something. I thought we were going to talk about your whole concept of the lifetime value of a customer. Oh, well, I talk about that in the academy. <laughs> that's that. So it's not for the success. What do you want me to get? What do you want me to talk about? Well, I don't know. I just thought maybe. You well, you tell me what you, he's winking at me, like trying to get me to say something. I don't know what the fuck he's getting at. Well, I thought what we could do out of the sheer kindness of your heart is share with people your whole concept of viewing a customer from the standpoint of their lifetime value and to talk a little bit about that. You don't have to give the whole thing, but talk well, a little bit about that. I think that's, that's the biggest part of, that's the biggest part of, I know for a fact, that's the biggest reason why businesses fail because they focus on acquisition far more than retention and loyalty. And the biggest thing that I've done in my companies is that I have got my guys to understand the value of a customer over the course of their life with, and with my business, and your business is going to be different, the lifetime value of a customer is well over $100,000 for us, okay? That means when you're having a conversation with someone who comes into your store or comes into your website and they buy nothing, they buy nothing Mm -hmm. the first time, you should still visualize a little bubble over their head that says $100,000. And if you can visualize $100,000 or the lifetime value of a customer over the top of their head, how are you going to treat that customer? What questions are you going to ask? What are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go to make them excited? How far are you willing to go to make them so excited they tell their friends? And getting into the actual practicals of how to do those things is what will be in that course. Right. Okay. So, but the, the biggest thing, and you could take this right now, you don't have to buy the fucking course, is if you could visualize someone's lifetime value over the course of their head, over the top of their head, whether you be on your website or somebody who clicks through or somebody who you capture their email or somebody who's in your retail store or somebody you see in the gym, somebody you see in the grocery store, somebody you, I'm talking about everyone. Mm -hmm. If you could start seeing everyone for their lifetime value and you could teach your team to see that you're going to grow massive amounts because the whole dialogue changes. Then the whole approach changes. Imagine if you're a retail employee and you see a customer and you think, oh, that guy's going to come in and he's going to spend $2 with me. And that's how your customers see it or your employees see it, by the way. The guy who comes in every day and buys a soda or buys a water or buys a fucking uh, beef jerky or a protein bar. That's a $2 customer. He's not important. Right. But what is the value of his lifetime? What is the value of his network? 
How many people would he tell about your store or your business if you figured out a way to make a gigantic impact with him and make him say, holy fucking shit, I love this place. I love these guys. I'll never shop anywhere else. Not only will I never shop anywhere else, but I'm going to tell everybody I know to come shop here. Now that guy's not a $2 guy anymore. Now he's a multiple $100,000 guy. He's worth not a hundred. He's worth a hundred plus all the people that he communicate to and getting your employees to buy into that mentality and getting your culture of your company to buy into that mentality is the biggest thing that you can do. And for example, in my course, I break it down step by step by step by step by step all the different ways that I do this and how I teach my team how to do it. Okay. It's a, it's the, the course isn't going to be exp- or is it going to be cheap either? It's going to be expensive, but you're going to make it back on one customer, mm-hmm. and that's how you got to think about it. You know, and in your experience, most people, in spite of the fact that what you're saying to me really does seem like common sense, but in your experience, it's most common pe- sense because you're fucking here every day. Well, that's true, but you're, in your experience, most people do. Still- how do you get treated at every other company you go to? Oh. Uh, like a one-time transaction. Exactly. That's yeah. because that's the mentality. All the people who are listening right now, that's the mentality of your company. You might have a different mentality, but your company, when you're not standing right there, has the, the fucking $2 mentality. Right. And my job is to get you to understand how to get your whole entire culture aligned with the value of a lifetime, not the value of a one-time transaction. And I think it's probably because one of those things where a little success actually inoculates you against huge success, because you probably could be moderately successful hey, viewing there's people There's a whole as, book written about that. Good is the enemy of great. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. We'll see. So basically what I was going to say is that because you can run a decent business with a, with a one-time transaction mentality, you're you're not going to do the extra effort it takes to do the lifetime relationship exactly. mentality. Exactly. But if you do, you, you end up making you, you compound of dollars. your return. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Dude, I see so many missed opportunities in my day to day experiences: shopping at other places, eating at other places, uh, going to other you know businesses. Dude, uh, every single one I go to, I see literally dozens of missed opportunities to create mm-hmm. compounding returns. Yeah. You know, we live in a different world, guys. We live in a world now where you could capitalize on people's compounding returns because they all have a voice. They have a Facebook. They have an Instagram. They have a Twitter. They might have a YouTube channel. You don't know what the fuck they have. And you Mm -hmm. can't treat somebody as if you know what they have because you don't. Okay? You you might be talking to someone who has 10,000 followers on fucking Facebook or 100,000, or a million. You don't even fucking know. And I I treat every single person I meet as if they have 10 million followers on fucking Instagram and can tell everybody about me with the click of a fucking button. Yeah. And if you treat everybody like that, if you treat everybody like that, and you could teach your people to treat everybody like that, and you could create experiences that are based around treating everybody like that, you ain't going to have to fucking worry about money ever again. Well, dude, especially nowadays where, you know, 50 years ago, millionaires were But understand, pre- like, there's a difference between me giving you that little bit of information and also breaking down the step-by-step-by-step oh, step step practicality of how to do it. Of course. So, but- so we talk about concepts here on the fucking show, and basically, I kick you guys out into the real world, and you guys, it's up to you to figure it out. The Where the people are like, well, what, you give out all the information for free on the podcast. Well, yes and no. Yes, I give you the concepts. No, I don't give you the step-by-step practical practical steps on how to fucking do this shit. 
Right. That's the difference between what I give on the podcast and what will be an academy. Right. Absolutely. But what I was saying, just to, along with your whole mentality, is it's so important to value every person, especially now more than ever, because like 50 years ago, you could you could very easily point out a millionaire in a crowd because culturally people, you know, were the three people. Yeah, right. they looked a certain way. Whereas now you're talking like Mark Cuban. Zuckerberg Me? or whatever his name is, you you can have some guy coming into your car I go to lot. Fucking p- place all the time. People don't know who the fuck I am, yeah. and they fucking treat me like shit. Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah. Okay, bro. Like, here's me in my camo shorts that I wear every fucking day, and my first form T-shirt, and you know, a hat. Right. That's sweat stained, and they they're like, "Who the fuck is this bum?" Right. They don't know I just rolled up in a seven hundred thousand dollar fucking car and own a fucking nine figure fucking company. Right. You know what I mean? They have no idea. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, you should treat everybody like that. Sometimes you it's treat not everybody even, as if they're that guy. Absolutely. And sometimes it's not even because somebody has money. I mean, even 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 not you. What if I go into a restaurant? Dude, you know and, how many and, and and they treat me horribly and then I decide to mention the name of the restaurant on a podcast that gets a million people that listen yes, to it. But Vaughn, that's the point, is that you should think that every single person is the most important, most influential person that you've ever fucking known. If you treat everybody like that, if you treat everybody like they're going to go out and they could fucking destroy your business with one fucking post, you will treat everybody so good that the opposite will happen. They will Absolutely. grow your business. Absolutely. It, not just you, but you know, how many how many millionaires do you know that you know wear flip-flops on the daily? Most just, of them. I know. Most of they them don't, most they don't of wear the one, suits and ties. Most right? of the ones I know look like kind of look like bums because they can. Right. You know, there's a funny meme that goes around the internet. And it's like, I don't remember the exact words, but it's funny. It says like, you know, when I was young, I used to, I used to think that everybody that was rich wore suits and this and that. But then I realized that they work for guys in shorts and t-shirts and that's the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, why the fuck would I want to wear a suit every day? Yeah. So guys, we've had a hundred and what? 88 episodes. And in this episode, we're actually, you know, spending some time promoting some of the projects we've been working on. I think it's more like not. I don't. I think it's just more letting people know. Right, right. Well, well, the point being is, is that you know, we're we're pitching this for lack of a better word because this is good stuff. It's going to change people's lives. No shit. It's going to change kids' lives with the Otis and Charlie. It's going to change your life whenever when it comes to just the 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 stuff that we got coming down the hopper. So I'm I'm excited about it. You know, when you have a good product, it's easy to promote it. Look, man. I think uh, we've demonstrated the value that, that can be brought over the last 190 episodes that right. we've done. So I'm not really concerned if people see value in it or not. I don't make my income off of this shit. I don't really fucking care if anybody buys it. I'm doing it because I want to make an impact. Right. You know, You know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, the funny thing is we don't even have a real name for the Academy. I've been calling it the Frisella Entrepreneurship Academy, uh, but I don't really have a name for it. So if you could think of a good name that you think is cool, dude. Drop it in on a comment on my one of my posts, and uh, you know whoever if, if somebody comes up with a name that we decide to use, uh, I'll give you free access to the course. You know that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. It's people's input on uh, on what they think the name should be, but as of right now, it's called for Seller Entrepreneurship Academy. Uh, it might stay that, but if somebody comes up with something cooler, I'd give them give them uh, free access. Yeah. Hey guys, by the way, while we're on that topic, we're gonna we hardly ever 
I mean, literally hardly ever send out emails, but it, we are going to let people know some of the developing news about the Academy through email. So if you haven't already signed up to get updates from the podcast, just go to the mfceo.com and there's, there'll actually be a little pop-up asking if you want upda- updates. It actually says you get the, uh, the episode right to your inbox, which you don't because we don't really bother you guys. Like literally in the last two years, I think we've sent like free emails, but uh, but we are gonna we are gonna give you guys updates. So sign up for those; you'll be the first to hear about it. That was an awesome pitch, bro. Thanks, man. You were I learned from the best. Guy. <laughs> I learned from the best. All right, guys. Well, I might want to buy that course. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I got this course you could buy to teach you how to sell shit, bro. We're so low. You know, we're so low uh, low pressure yeah, around here. Well. That's how it should be. You yeah. sh- you're supposed to have a product that's so good you don't have to pressure right. people. And I know right. we do have that. Right. Anyway, that's the way it was with me and women back in the day. Oh, was it? I had a product so good. Oh. I didn't even have to pressure them. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. It's like a fish story, you know. Like back when it happened, you caught like a fucking two incher, yeah, right, but now it's like right. a two footer. It's like the one arm fisherman. It was, it was this big, I swear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, I don't think we have anything else for you guys today. Uh, I just want to say thanks. we got a really cool podcast coming up next Tuesday with J.P. Donnell, who is a Navy SEAL. Uh, he's a leadership trainer. He's got a lot of good shit to say. Um, he's uh, going to be coming in tomorrow to record an episode for next week, so I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, so that's what's going on. So guys, thank you so much for, uh, especially directly right now, for purchasing the Charlie book, the Otis of Charlie book. That was fucking cool. Um, I, like I said, it, it just makes me feel good about the, what we've got going on, the movement we've got going on and that you guys stand for the things that we also stand for here. Uh, it makes me have faith in humanity. It makes me feel good about what we're doing. And, uh, I just want to say thank you for being who you are because it really makes an impact and drives me to continue doing these things that we're doing. So thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with you guys here in a couple of days. 